Well, today I've got a very special guest on my fledgling Moffcast podcasting. Um, it's it's Alex Popham, and he is a former Welsh international rugby player. He's also a business entrepreneur, and he's also the founder of um, Head for Change, and he started Progressive Rugby. Um, so he's uh, he's he, well, he was an excellent rugby player. Um, for Wales, but uh, he hasn't let the grass grow under his feet since he's uh, stopped playing. And uh, welcome, Alex, and it's great to have you on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, not a problem. Um, this is all about the movers and shakers in the rugby world, and I put you fairly and squarely in that uh, space. Um, just a little bit, uh, how do you look back on your rugby career with Wales? Um, yeah, it was, uh, pause that, my alarm to give you a call. <laughs> One second. Sorry, David. No problems, mate. I can edit that. Yeah, it was my, uh, and I've got another one. I always set my alarms. Um, right. Set my alarms to, to, to call you. Um, um, yeah, in, in Wales, most probably very similar to to New Zealand. It's every boy's dream to to represent Wales, and to to be able to do that on thirty three occasions, go to two World Cups, and win a Grand Slam. Um, yeah, I was yeah thr- thrilled to to be able to to achieve that. Have a have a grog made of me. You know what grogs yeah, are. Yeah. I collected them as a as a youngster, and I've got all my favourite players. So when they asked me. That they were gonna do a grog with me, uh, yeah, it was an amazing uh, uh, accomplishment, really. Um, I thought I should have had more caps, but every player thinks that, and if you don't think that, then uh, you, um, yeah, you have, you had to have uh, have that desire to to think not you were the best, but you were playing well, and you wanted to push the competition, and and should have been selected sometimes. Uh, more, yeah. These uh, these selectors can be a bit irritating. I, I was a, a a referee, you know, in the top grades in in Australia, but uh, I never I never got selected to referee an international. Um, it was most likely a good thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I mean, you know, your your future's in the hands of others when you when you pull on your boots, and I, you know, and it's all power to to your arm that you played 33 test matches yeah um and i i just think uh i wasn't the most skillful of players but i was committed and everything that i did when i was training playing uh was always a hundred percent and uh some some seasons where i was playing my best rugby was most probably 2005 2006 to 2000 when i retired 2011 um, and the last three years when I was playing in France, I didn't didn't have any uh, any more games after I left. So a two thousand and five um, Grand Slam winning team. Yeah, I wasn't part of that. Uh, it was uh, yeah, I was I got my first cap in you know, I think in two thousand and three, but was off with a uh, uh, an injury during oh, okay. the during the Grand Slam. But my, the Grand Slam I was involved was two thousand and eight. 
Well, so, excellent stuff, yeah. yeah. So um, we were just talking off air that uh, you you were coached by Phil Davis, who's now the, um, the, the, the director of rugby at uh, World Rugby. Yeah, uh, Phil, uh, Phil took me from Newport, my, my hometown, uh, up to Leeds. And I had four, four great seasons up in Leeds, got my first cap from Leeds. And then I moved back to Wales with the Scarlets. Uh, and Phil followed me and uh, <laughs> uh, coached coach me at the Scarlets. But Phil's, Phil's a good friend and it's a great appointment for, for world rugby and uh, for, for current players and retired players, I believe. Yeah, yeah, so do I. So, um, and then, then you moved on from rugby. And as I said at the beginning, you haven't let the grass grow under your feet. Um, I, I categorized you as a, a business entrepreneur. And I know one thing that you're involved in is um, a, a company called Hub15. Can you tell me and, uh, and our listeners and viewers a little about that? Yeah, so Hub15 was an idea. Uh, to help out, oh, the idea came about for helping out uh, London Welsh in uh, in London. Um, they went into administration, moved from Oxford, the ground that they were using in the Premiership, back to Old Deer Park, and they needed revenue um, ASAP. And they lost all their sponsors and things like that. So they wanted us to put some dinners on and, and things like that. But we went down there and where it's situated, 20 minutes into the city, lots of chimney pots around uh, the ground. We said, why not turn it into a, a co-working space where your members, if they work from home, could come and use it a couple of days a week. Uh, and that's where the, the idea came from. Uh, and then um, I started to do some research and there's some unbelievable stadiums around the, the UK and around the world that are sat empty, 87 percent of the time so uh yeah we 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 launched um in cardiff in uh Sophia gardens the cricket ground uh ascot and we're also in twickenham but covid got in the way and yeah. we're still here and we're we're waiting to for that to to explode so that's what's interesting is the last one that you've named, which is um, Twickenham, obviously, a great yeah. venue, um, and I think a terrific place for your Hub 15 concept. I suppose the thing that surprises me is that one of the world's great stadiums, which is right in the middle of the city, <laughs> and yeah. you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about, um, what's it called now? Uh, it's, is it the Principality? Principality. Yeah, the Principality. Principality. The Principality yeah. Stadium, you haven't been able to get in there. Now, I can tell you 100%, mate, if I was still running Welsh Rugby, uh, that would have been your first stadium. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing stadium and um, would love to, to be in there. Um, one thing that we do offer to the members and uh, the Principality couldn't offer is car parking for the membership because... Uh, yeah, the the lack of car car parking space, but plenty of people can park in other car parks and uh, get the train in. So yeah, it would be a a great venue in the future. Yes, um, well, hopefully you can get the guys that are currently running the joint 
uh, to see the uh, the benefit of doing a deal with you. Yeah, and and, and then of course um, you've been uh, very high profile in recent times, and I'm not going to ask you about the legal case that uh, that is on foot um, with World Rugby, um, but uh, you you've done. You become a little bit concerned about the head injuries in rugby, and so then you know you you formed uh, I think it was uh, Head for Change, and and also you were one of the co-founders of that, and then also you started Progressive Rugby. Can can you just tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, well, um, the reason we we set up Head for Change to start with was after my diagnosis which was April 2020, after having probably six to nine months of testing myself to get my diagnosis, we, we soon realised there was nothing out there to support. I was 40 at the time, a 40-year-old uh, with, prob- uh, with dementia and uh, a diagnosis of probable CTE of what to do. Everything that we Googled online was for 65, 70-year-olds. Uh, who had grandchildren I've got three young daughters and how do you tell them so we soon realized that we need to do something quickly because uh, the number of ex-players who were struggling was was growing and we needed to put something in place to um, support um, them but also learn uh, as we were going along ourselves with different things to help support us as a family but also the now hundreds of ex-players who are in a, a similar situation. Um, so we teamed up with with football, um, uh, an amazing woman who coached us, Dr. Judith Gates, whose husband, Bill Gates, uh, has dementia and probable CTE from his days playing uh, for Middlesbrough. Um, and uh, now Sally Tucker, whose father, has dementia and probable CTE from playing professional football. And there's three key areas with Head for Change, and that's support, support for family and ex-players. And simple things from diet, exercise, coffee mornings, just talking to people about different things that are going on. And then education, and this is a huge point because I didn't even know um, a lot about concussion whilst I was playing. Uh, I all thought a concussion was where you were knocked out cold. Um, 90% of my concussions were, uh, um, sorry, 90% of concussions are where you're not knocked out. So when I was seeing stars, when I was hitting a bag or tackling in training or games, they are actual concussions. You don't need to be knocked out. So we want to educate people from as soon as they start playing. And that's people around them as well as their coaches the school teachers, the parents to understand the concussion is serious. And then the third part of Head for Change is research, and that's independent research uh, that says 100% of the findings out to um, uh, the the public of what what was found. And with all those things, I think uh, uh, we've made a big difference in the in the year that we've been going, and we've helped a lot of people, which is what it's all about for me. Yeah, I guess um, I, I suffered in my playing career a couple of um, uh, head injuries. Uh, but mind you, uh, I was a fullback, so I didn't go anywhere near a lot of that stuff, you know, where you like to yeah. get, 
it was um, they were both caused when I when I tackled somebody obviously very badly. Yeah. Um, and uh, and on one occasion, I actually didn't wake up until I was in the hospital. Um, no. So you know, um, so a lot of people will li- listen to that and think, oh well, there we go. That's the reason why Moffat's a bit of an idiot. You know. So. <laughs> You know, no, but, it, but, no, it's, but it's, it's it's not just as as I said, it's not just the the the, the KO concussions, no, or traumatic no. brain injury. I think I think I think the word concussion softens actually what it is. Yeah, it's a traumatic brain injury, and that's what people need to 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 call it because um, if if as I said, concussion sounds quite soft and it's not yeah. that important. But a traumatic brain injury, people stand up and, and start listening because the brain is the person and we we need to we need to look after it because we only get one of them. Exactly. That's right. And um, you know, and the head is always supposed to have been sacrosanct, but um it's more so these days. I will put a um a little bit of a crawler across the bottom of the screen when I edit this, um okay. to get to get people to have a look at uh uh, something that uh, we've been developing for the last couple of years, which is uh, called Eleven's Rugby, and it's built on right. it's it's simpler, it's safer, it's fun, and um, you know uh, people can go to the website. Uh, so then, and then of course, um, Progressive Rugby. How did that come about? Well, um, I love rugby. I uh, rugby has been my my life since the the age of four. When, when I started playing at four, contact was allowed. So I went straight into, into rugby with contact. It brings so many amazing people, people from around the world. I've got friends all around the world. The reason why we're talking and you're over in, uh, in the Southern Hemisphere now. Are you in Australia or in New Zealand? As New well? Zealand. No, and just, in, in, just in, north of Christchurch, yeah. In, uh, in New Zealand is because of rugby and uh, the values that it brings, the the discipline that you learn as a, as a child growing up to respect the referee. Um, there are amazing things and that rugby brings to everybody's life who, who, who watches it or plays it. Um, and this is where I got every stakeholder in the game from medics, referees, media, ex-players, current players, heads of sport um, together who all love rugby but just want to make it safer. And there's lots of things that uh, we put a, a list of 15 commandments to World Rugby that we would like to see changed tomorrow. And would you have a huge difference to the game in making it much safer? Well, um, I think anything that can retain the authenticity of rugby, whilst at the same time making it um, safer, simpler to understand, and yeah. perhaps a little bit more expansive than you know what we see at the moment and especially um when you think about the way that the welsh used to play the game right you know yeah. i mean i grew up loving the way wales played you know and okay i'm looking yeah. back with rose-colored glasses but there's not a single person that wouldn't look at footage of those 70s especially in the 80s of the way yeah. wales played what i'd like to see in rugby is i'd like to see I call rugby at the moment McDonald's rugby because no, McDonald's, you go to McDonald's, doesn't matter where you go in the world, it all tastes the same. Same look, yeah. everything. The same as rugby at the moment. Everybody yeah. is trying to play exactly the same way. 
and yeah. and it's become somewhat boring. Uh, what I'd yeah. like, to, I'd like to see the Welsh play the Welsh way. The French are getting back a little bit to be playing the French way. Um, yeah. Australia and their running rugby. The 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 All Blacks are doing pretty much what they've always done. The box they play ten man rugby, and that's fine. Yeah. England, who the hell knows what sort of style of rugby they want to play? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. But but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, yeah, all those yeah. differences that we used to love and. Uh, but it's and, become it's, it's become a game of chess, hasn't it? Yeah. Rugby is now just uh, uh, a lot of uh, ping pong kicking, going back and forth uh, until until somebody makes a mistake, and and then yeah. they look to to capitalise on it. But yeah, as as to watching it, yeah, it's nowhere near as entertaining as it used to be. Well, I got into trouble once for calling rugby league five tackle kick. You know, which okay. is with with the rugby league people in Australia before I went to run the NRL. But um, you know, I now call rugby bash and kick because you yeah. know that's what it seems to me to be. Um, okay, yeah. so you get a brilliant try scored the other day by the um, the Italian fullback, uh, and yeah, <laughs> and and Campo Campo's all over the media saying how great it was and all that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, I mean, rugby evolves, right? It evolves. Yeah. And, and my, 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 my wish is that it sort of goes a little bit back to the future. But anyway, that's, um, that's just me, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, to reason it when you yeah. send it over. So um, you, uh, you're a family man now, three daughters. Yeah, I've got three. I've got Holly, who's 17. Uh, started driving past a, past a driving test a few months back. Isabel, who's 14, and Darcy, who's three, turning four in July. So, yeah, three girls. I don't know what I did in a past life to have three girls, but uh, now they're, they're good as gold and, uh, yeah, got a close relationship with all three of them. Excellent stuff, mate. Well, you're a, sort of three-fifths on the way to a, a netball team, so but I guess you're going <laughs> yeah. to stop at three. Um, yeah. I'm tapped out now. I'm uh, I'm happy with three. Yeah. Life's a bit easier. Uh, yeah. Um, da- yeah da- Darcy's into a good routine, and uh, yeah, life life is uh, yeah, a lot calmer now. That that's in place. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, um, and we should uh, stay in touch um, and uh, see how how everything pans out. And, and Def- uh, definitely, can I can I say just for people if they can go to headforchange.org.uk sign up to the newsletter see what we're all about it's a it's a an amazing charity um every there's there's one person on the payroll and she works a few hours a week for admin every penny that is raised for head for change goes into supporting ex-players and their families and making a big big difference and our strap line is be part of the solution and, and would love you and your followers to, to get involved. Yeah, well, I did get involved early on in the piece, but um, I'm, I'm right down here at the other side of the world, so it's a little bit difficult. Um, so the, the, um, the, the, the great thing is that you're out there doing something about it. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I wish you all the very best. And uh, this has been... Um, David Moffat talking to Alex Popham on uh, on the Moffcast. And uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, please um, 
what's the word? I think you have to um, uh, click on something to join up. <laughs> um, subscribe is the word I'm looking for, mate. <laughs> Subscribe's the word I'm looking for. Uh, and um, we because, both got there in the end. Yeah, we both did, mate. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, and because, you know, Alex is just one of the rugby movers and shakers I'll be talking to, and you can visit um, my uh, YouTube site and, uh, you know, you can have a look at all these great people. Thank you very much. And, Thank uh, you. and good luck to you, Alex. I'll just uh, stop this. Uh...